the vital way. With ancient wisdom meets the cutting edge to optimize your vitality and performance. There are no right ways, just better ways. Hello, I'm Logan Christopher and welcome to the Vital Way podcast. I'm very excited about this show because I have a person that has been a tremendous influence on me over the years in a wide variety of different subjects from health and nutrition to wealth, uh, strength training, uh, Qigong, all kinds of different things. Uh, so please help me welcome Peter Ragnar. Thanks for joining us, Peter. Oh, it's my pleasure, Logan. Um, I feel honored to be, be on your show here. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, if you guys are not aware of Peter, I mean, it's hard to sort of sum up. This guy has really uh, done so many different things, uh, like the areas I was talking about. And uh, To me, he's uh, a great sort of example of what a person can become if they just set their mind to. And uh, I also like that he is not just focused in a single area, but uh, kind of like I try to be myself a bit of a renaissance man, uh, being great in all these different areas. Um, for people that aren't familiar with you, could you give a little bit of your background, Peter? I don't even like know where to begin with it because there's so many things I could say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness, uh, Logan. Uh, background, background. What, what is that? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm an author. I've written... Uh, over 30 books. I've published numerous courses on uh, on strength, longevity, uh, on wildcrafting, on herbs, nutrition, health. I've been uh, involved in martial arts for uh, over 60 years. I've had a uh, had an incredible number of uh, wonderful students who uh, I, I taught uh, MMA to and uh, jujitsu, uh, involved in kickboxing. Oh, gee, you know the list goes on. And of course, just like yeah. you said, uh, Logan, you know, w- working out my whole life, lifting weights, uh, working on my strength, and all that good stuff. And then also uh, teaching qigong. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that, I'd say the the first thing, first time I was introduced to you, I believe I saw a mad an ad in a maybe it was Black Belt magazine, but showing you doing a, a grip feat where you're pinch gripping a I don't remember the exact weight, but it's significantly heavy weight, and you are at an advance. I suppose we can talk about the longevity subject as well. But as I was getting into the strength training just seeing that you were able to do these pretty amazing feats of strength. That's the initial thing that wrapped me in. But along with that, as I was starting to get into health and nutrition, just seeing what you were doing there. I mean, I love the title of one of your earlier books, How Long Do You Choose to Live? Uh, So could you tell us a little bit of your, I guess, philosophy around health and longevity? Well, you know, one of my, one of the little phrases that's almost become a, a cliche is that uh, time isn't toxic. It can't kill you. But your thoughts about time can. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. You know, it's, uh, if you look at uh, some of the things that uh, 
I've written uh, in Black Belt Inside Kung Fu, uh, all the interviews I've done with with magazines like that. Uh, also, uh, What is Enlightenment Inside Enlightenment, uh, a few uh, a few magazines like that. It all comes back to this, that we haven't even begun to tap our abilities, our potential. We, we only just scratch the surface of it. And we end up believing lies of limitation. You know, when we start believing that you're over the hill when you're 30 or 40 athletically, it's crazy. When The minute you start believing that, of course, is the, the moment you begin to accelerate your aging process. And I think there's really a movement going on right now that more and more people are realizing that they can be not only in their athletic prime later in years, but also that they can stall the aging process by simply changing their attitude about it. You know, like I said, time isn't toxic. It can't kill you, but your thoughts about it can. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, my wife's grandfather is uh i think he's somewhere around 80 years of age and he's always saying to me i'll just wait till you're my age and you know i just smile and nod along but uh i I really don't believe that because like i said i kind of uh use you as my influence my sort of ideals how a person can age and i know you don't even really think in terms of age uh, but yeah that idea that time is not toxic it's really important because it's what you do throughout time not the time itself Oh, exactly, uh, Logan. You know, if this isn't fun, if this isn't a fun adventure for you, if you're not seeing yourself getting up out of bed every morning, feeling excited about your life, well, you know, the bottom line message is, why am I hanging around? Well, your cells pick up that self-talk. And what do they do? Well, they respond to it. But... The reverse is also true. When you're excited about your life, when you're interested in things, when you're curious, when you're, in, when you're continually learning and growing and developing, you know, you never think about time. You think about what you're focused on. You're in the moment. You're in today. And that is such a beautiful place to be. Because if you're involved in something that's really, really interesting to you right now, are you thinking about what happened yesterday? Are you thinking about what's going to come tomorrow? No. You're so focused. You're here now. And I think a lot of that holds a great secret to one's longevity. You've got to enjoy doing what you're doing Every single day. Hey, if you're not enjoying your life now, change it. Change it. Well, so why can't? I can't. There's no such thing as I can't. I can't. Every time I hear that word, I can't, I think it's I don't want to. I really don't want to. I'm afraid. Well, when people are afraid, they stay in the comfort zone. And nothing good ever happens in the comfort zone. You just got to get out of that. You know, get out of that and and, uh, get invigorated. Find out uh, all the things you can do, not the things you can't. I think we really addressed that, just how important that belief and attitude is. 
And I'd like to sort of follow that up with, you know, what are some of the daily actions or habits that are worth cultivating that will help people to uh, really sort of live life in this way rather than, you know, how the vast majority of people live life? <laughs> how about get off your butt? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that that's 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 a good starter. Get off your butt. Yep. Stop talking. Start doing. You know, it's like a lot of folks talk about. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get to the gym. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to get on a program. Uh, you know, it's an old saying: talk doesn't cook the rice. Just mm-hmm. get up and do it. And. I think a lot of times we we feel a little timid about that. We feel a little ashamed. And using just this as one example, I mean, there's many, many areas that we can explore, but I think the basic motivation is the same. If you feel embarrassed, let's say you're grossly overweight, and you feel a little ashamed walking into the gym, what will people think of me? Well, they make fun of me. Well, you know, people don't. They generally don't. People are now applauding people who are willing to get up off the couch and to make a commitment. Now, the same thing applies to to diet, Uh, the foods you eat, changing your diet. You know, sometimes... uh, uh, you may choose a diet that no one else has and, and feel a little funny about saying, well, you know, I, I choose not to eat those things. This is what I eat. I like to eat uh, vegetarian or vegan or whatever it may be. Uh, whatever your diet, it, it, it doesn't matter which way you're going. The fact is that you're focusing on changing and changing in a positive direction. Now, you're going to change one way or the other. Whether you sit there and do nothing, you'll change. You get up and do something, you will change. The only decision that you make is which direction will you choose. Yeah, I I think that's uh, really important. And also the idea that uh, it's an ongoing process. You know, you never get to a point like, okay, everything's perfect because in the next moment things change one way or another. So. You constantly have to adapt to this and always work toward that better and better. Yeah, it, 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 and, and that's, the, that's the thing. It's always, there's always going to be something, some ch- a beautiful challenge before you. Mm-hmm. And you just get comfortable with that. I mean, when, as an example, when do you have enough money? When, when are you strong enough? When are you mm-hmm. healthy enough? <laughs> When do you have enough mental acuity? Uh, these are all ongoing processes, and, and there's never a point of arrival. It's a moving wall. But to be comfortable with that moving wall, that's where where life happens. You know, I'm comfortable with it being always changing. So I'm curious, I always like to hear sort of the specific details of, you know, what, you know, high-performance people are doing. So could you give an an idea of what your daily routine looks like? And I'm sure it changes from day to day to some degree, but 
Uh, what's it look like these days? Well, uh, I always get up early, as starting uh, usually when it's dark. Uh, you know, it, it, that depends. Since I make my own schedule, I can get up any time I want. I can sleep in if I choose or, or not. But I, I generally get up around 5 o'clock, sometimes earlier, sometimes later. And when I get up, uh, actually, I, <laughs> the first thing I do is I, I fix myself a, a cup of uh, good organic coffee. <laughs> oh, my heavens, Peter drinks coffee? Yeah, yeah I, guess I, I guess he does. Uh, okay. I was wondering about then, that because I was drinking coffee this morning, and I was like, I wonder if Peter Ragnar drinks coffee. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we can get into a lot of studies on that. Uh, there's some new recent information uh, with its benefits in relationship to uh uh, helping with Alzheimer's disease and various other mental uh, uh, situations. But nonetheless, okay. So uh, as that's brewing, I go outside on my deck, and it's so quiet except for the birds are singing. Other than that, it's no, there's no human noises. And, oh, we're, situ- we're situated right up uh, in the side of a hill overlooking a lake, and I do there. I, I do my qigong early in the morning, and I go through my very my qigong routine. And then I, after I finish that, then I come in. I'll have I'll have a cup of coffee, then I'll go and I'll meditate. And I usually meditate uh, an hour or sometimes two hours, and after I finish meditating, I'm, I have uh, my journal always uh, nearby, and then I, I write down my insights, and I'm always writing. I write, I write every day, which I make a habit of writing, and of course, obviously, after, uh, after authoring uh, 30 books, I mean, in order to do that, you have to write. You know, like mm-hmm. they, as I've often said, writers write, musicians play music, uh, poets compose poetry, painters paint. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's what you do, that's what you do. You know, you you set aside time to do that, and of course, uh, right after that is when I I fix my breakfast, and my breakfast, uh, almost always, uh, let's say 99% of the time, is is this. I'll have uh, some raw hemp seed, organic hemp seed, and I'll take uh, up to half a cup of hemp seed, sometimes less, sometimes more. For a while, I was taking a full cup of hemp seed, and I'll mix some blueberries or whatever berries are are currently available, organic. I'll put those in there. And like this morning, uh, I'll add some oats, a little bit of uh, organic oats to that. And then I'll put some uh, coconut milk in that. 
And also, I have a little uh, coffee grinder where I'll grind up uh, some uh, a handful of apricot seeds. And I put the apricot seeds in that. And uh, also some raisins. And that is my, my morning breakfast. Uh, my breakfast is, uh, you know, very substantial. Uh, as you can uh, already tell, it's, it's very high protein. I keep track of my you know, grams of protein for the most part. And uh, then after breakfast, of course, I have my dogs to feed. I go to feed all the dogs. And we have uh, help here on the farm. And uh, our our friend Keith is usually here about that time. And so we, we talk about what's what's to be done. And then I come back in and I come into my little office. And I start answering emails and uh, make a post on Facebook. And I have a, a, a private uh Facebook site uh, for a group of people, which I call my good luck family, and I answer their their questions and queries about uh, personal transformation, physical fitness, uh, nutrition, uh, you know, the whole the whole gauntlet of uh, of topics that are related that uh, we started the, the show with, uh, Logan, mm-hmm. and. Uh, after right after that, after I finish that, then uh, it's time to go to the gym, and I'm I feel very fortunate. I have a, a very very good gym right here in my house, so all I do is I go downstairs, and uh, whatever day it is uh, that's on the program, I'm doing a a split routine, uh, basically powerlifting, you know, uh, with heavy emphasis on strength, and. Uh, you know, it may be the day that I, I work legs, which is which is primarily uh, uh, squats. I mean, it's always squats uh, plus a secondary exercise. I may I work abs uh, after I finish my squats. I, you know, as an example, yesterday I'll I'll do four sets of five after I've gotten warmed up, uh, continuing up with my poundages up to about 85% of my max. And then I will drop the weight down to about 60%, 50 to 60%, and then do uh, five sets of 10, as an example. Then do uh, uh, five sets of, uh, of ab, ab exercises. And that was like yesterday. Uh, and I can go through that, you know, uh, every, uh, uh, after that, of course, the following workout will be, will be chest. The following workout will be deadlifts, uh, just, just working my back. Uh, after the deadlifts, I start again, I'll, I'll work presses. And then we're back to the, the routine squats, bench press. Uh, deadlifts and presses. So that. Uh, so anyway. So there we are. Uh, as soon as I finish my workout, I come up and I make certain that I have a a high protein meal. 
and uh, I also I supplement also just prior to the workout to my workout I'll have a protein drink and uh, I will use uh, either a raw protein or a uh, just a vegan protein and mix with coconut milk and I'll take a few other things up I'll, I'll put some cacao in there uh, then I'll take I'll take a lot of my supplements I'll take the uh, pine pollen uh, tincture that by the way like pine pollen that I got from you and I made uh, a huge batch of tincture I'll take some tonkala holly uh, and a number of uh, of other different herbs then immediately after the workout I will uh, supplement with uh, creatine and with uh, something that uh, is uh, is a high carb that really uh, uh, jacks up the insulin for that for that time period to to bring that nutrition to the muscle tissues when I you know it's like you take the muscle tissue and you squeeze it like a sponge you've squeezed everything out of it you know if you've had a workout you know that's what I call a workout. Uh, you come up there, you, 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 you know that you've done something. Uh, yeah. It's not just a social club. It's it's <laughs> down there for transformation. But anyway, so right after that, and then uh, my wife is fixing uh, fixing a delightful meal. Uh, it's all. Uh, I will have some grains or beans, greens and beans in particular for uh, protein and amino acids. And uh, Katrina has so many oh, absolutely exquisite uh, delights that uh, she's always surprising me. Mm-hmm. And that leaves uh, my afternoons pretty much free. Uh, for relaxing, uh, or we go for hikes, uh, you know, do, uh, or if we have to do some errands, whatever that may be, uh, uh, we now have the time to do that. Evening, my meal in the evening is, is always a, uh, a salad, and my salads are, you know, sometimes they're, uh, Wildcrafted greens uh, and different things, uh, stuff from the garden. But I also always add some chickpeas or something like that. Chickpeas or nuts, uh, something additional protein right there. Uh, I'm, we relax, uh, you know, and evening comes. Uh, of course, feed the dogs again, uh, go for an evening walk, uh, whatever. And then bedtime comes early for us. Uh, I'm usually in bed by oh, anywhere from 7.30 to 8 o'clock in the evening. And uh, I uh, you know, leave that for meditation time and also uh, playing with the cats and, and reading. And then uh, I read till I get tired, go to sleep, and start all over again the next day. Sounds pretty simple, but obviously quite effective. And I'd like to dive into a little more detail, had some specific questions about that. 
Uh, you mentioned you woke up early. Like what time? Just curious. Somewhere around 5 o'clock. Okay. So that means you're getting about, what, is that nine hours of sleep or something each night? I'm getting plenty. You know, if uh, I make sure that my workouts demand that I get more sleep. And mm-hmm. uh, that's where I find that I'm I'm growing, and uh, you know I'm I'm still pushing my records, my my personal mm-hmm. best for a lifetime, and I can monitor that, mm-hmm. and I, and I know that uh, if I get up in the morning, uh, and oh by the way I I I keep a record of my uh, uh, my pulse, uh, my blood pressure, and things like that, and I notice that you know if I'm up ten beats. Or more it means I'm uh, I'm getting close to pushing overtraining, and uh, so I make sure that uh, I I know where I am, what my body is needing. So for me, uh, yeah, I I get a good eight hours sleep, a solid eight hours, if not sometimes nine. Yeah. So uh, curious about that. Uh, looking at your pulse. A uh, good way to look at overtraining. I'm sure. I'm guessing that you're also, you know, just really tuning into how you feel on day to day and sort of modifying these things as you feel you need to. Is that correct? Uh, exactly. Exactly. Uh, one of the one of the keys to continual progress is understanding what your maximum recoverable volume is in your in your lifting. And when you understand that and, you under, and you're actually really working the most fatiguing uh, lifts, such as the deadlift is, is probably the most fatiguing because it requires more muscle and therefore it takes on more fatigue. Uh, the squat is next, the bench press might be third, uh, press might be fourth. But you realize that there is a certain red line there's a certain uh, place that you can be to get the maximum amount of of uh benefit without going over that line and mm-hmm. that requires also that you know how much how much recovery time you have so i have the i have the luxury of giving myself all the recovery time that i want before i hit the weights again now Sleeping, you know, this is this is a huge uh, a huge topic we could do a whole show on. But some of the classical uh, sleep studies were done out of the University of Chicago by uh, Dr. Eve Van Cowder, and she found that uh, accelerated aging took place in even healthy young men after just one week of sleeping around four hours a night. Hmm. Harvard Medical School did a study that if you're not getting enough sleep for your body, you will be predisposed to your family line's genetic diseases. In other words, you tip that scale, and all of a sudden, whatever genetic diseases run in your family, you open the door for them. And this is all. This is all based on on studies done on sleep. Uh, there were some other studies done. I'm, I'm not sure. I think this is a Japanese study. Uh, it was a study done on women who slept 
less than five hours a night. They had an 82% higher rate of cancer and, and uh, mortality than those women who slept eight hours. I, you know, it, it's, uh, you think about this, you got 70 million people suffering sleep deprivation. I, all the drugs that people taking just because they can't go to sleep. Right. <laughs> you know, we, you stop and think, think of this. If you're sleeping less than six and a half hours a night, you're lowering your insulin sensitivity. And the studies that were done on that link that lack of sleep with diabetes. Is there any wonder that diabetes is what? Uh, the second or third, uh, I'm not sure where it is on the list, of the most uh, invasive diseases in, in uh, uh, the Western world. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're being, you know, we push, 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 uh, running like little rats on a, on a hamster wheel and not sleeping. And I think, for what? It, it's uh, it's absolutely uh, you know nutty. So uh, one of the things that I do also uh, is before I go to sleep at night, I uh, I take melatonin, uh, not because I have to necessarily, but I think that it's a good adjunct. I think uh, I, I think it helps. Or even uh, eating uh, eating a banana, which is high in tryptophan, which help affect your hormonal balance. You know, it's uh, you got melatonin at night and serotonin in the day. That mood hormone uh, uh, balancing act. But think of this: that the pineal gland shrinks by 90% by the time a person reaches the age of 65. And all of a sudden, the pineal gland is no longer secreting melatonin. It's not secreting melatonin, you're not going to sleep. If you're not going to sleep because you're not secreting that at night and you wonder why your mood is screwed up in the daytime, it's because... Melatonin and serotonin are both balancing hormones, and the serotonin level is now whacked out in the daytime, so your moods get whacked out. And all of this comes back down to having that good night's sleep. Now, here's something else uh, I found very fascinating, is that recent medical research has shown that the endocrine cells in the gut, in the lining of the gut, also produce melatonin. Hmm, Now, think of this. The ancient masters understood that by focusing your attention on the area below the navel, uh, which is called the Don Pian, Focusing on the energy they, they defined as chi, that it had amazing rejuvenating effects on the physical body, let alone the mental body, 
But now we're discovering that just simply focusing on that area in meditation releases melatonin that is now found in the endocrine cells in the lining of the gut, even higher than it has been found in the pineal gland. And therefore, using certain breathing techniques, which is something that I do, uh, actually, uh, for those uh, those people interested in some of the breathing techniques I do, there's a free ebook available uh, called Breathing Techniques for Age Reversal. It's on my web website, PeterRagnar.com. Uh, you get it free, you know, uh, just for signing up for my newsletter which is free, but as you do these certain breathing exercises, you trigger the production of life force energy that the ancients identified as chi, and learn to move it around in your body, which also increases uh, your physical vitality your hormonal balance, and keep this in mind that, uh, that melatonin counters cortisol, which is the major stress hormone. So we're producing stress hormone from a stressful lifestyle. It's got to be balanced to have health. Health is all about balance. And, uh, you know, it, it's very interesting that your third eye or the pineal gland, that's that's the gland that knows your real age. That's what determines your real age. It's not the clock. It's not your chronology. It's that. Wow. So not only are you sleeping a fair amount, but all this time spent with the Qigong and meditation, I know that's a, a vast subject, but uh, beyond these breathing exercises, can you give a little bit more detail on what it looks like when you're doing these, what sort of other effects. I mean, this I had not heard this stuff that the gut produces melatonin. So anything else like that you'd care to share? Oh, <laughs> we got another hour? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there are there are so many different places that we can go, that we can go from go from here. Mm -hmm. uh, even, uh, you know, there, it's also a balancing of focusing our energy on the, on the area of the pineal gland. Uh, that opens up, well, it's clairvoyance, which means clear seeing, is activated through certain meditation practices which are focused on that area. Now, here's, here's the great news. When you put together a program for yourself that incorporates all these little little ideas with the proper herbal supplementation you're now mimicking what the and I'm going to say quote unquote immortals these were uh, basically hermits that went off into the high mountains in China that uh, uh, became recluses uh, because they wanted to go there and practice. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, people noticed that these, these people did not age. 
they seemed ageless. And so they got the, the nickname Immortals. Whether they were physically immortal or not remains to be seen. Uh, of course, the, you know, without birth certificates and uh, someone sticking uh, rectal probes to <laughs> and doing all of the other uh, medical research on you, uh, which I didn't do. Uh, who knows? Who knows if these are, are, are fables? But there's one thing that we do know for certain is that the, these people lived a long time. They somehow stumbled onto the secret of great longevity. Now, of course, a uh, mortal in that terminology meant mountain man, uh, basically describing uh, the fact that they, they did hide themselves away. But now these secrets that were at that time ear-whispered just from one person to the other, uh, we've gotten a glimpse on it. We've gotten some insights as to what they did, and we've found a way to make that applicable in our modern society, at least some of us have. And that's, that's very, very exciting. Uh, you know, just... Uh, opens up a door of, uh, of tremendous speculation as to where we can go with all of this stuff. Right. And I, I really like what you said there because it's a combination of like the physical actions or the practice along with how herbs can support. So I'm curious uh, what herbs are specific for the pineal gland or helping in these sort of functions? Well, one... Uh, I think it's a combination. It's a combination of things, mm -hmm. and you know, just on your side alone, uh, I, I'd, I'd tell. I would recommend that people just start spending some time on your site on the things that you've already uh, put out there. But the uh, the herbs that I take on my regular ones, uh, I take a lot of ashwagandha. Mm -hmm. I take pine pollen, I take tonkat ali, I take uh, horny goat weed, uh, let's see what else, uh, uh, oh, obviously uh, uh, ginseng, I have a, uh, I make my own ginseng tonic with a number of different uh, herbs that I put it, that I've put in there, uh, you know, uh, 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 Damiana, Foti, uh, Ginseng, uh, and another uh, number of various uh, uh, Chinese herbs. Mm -hmm. And pretty much, uh, that, that pretty much sums, sums it up. Oh, with uh, numerous different types of medicinal mushrooms as well. So right. I... One of the one of the ones uh, again, uh, you just put out uh, some information on this one. Lion's mane, uh, extremely good for for the brain, and anything that's good for the brain is good for the pineal gland. You know, your uh, so much of our hormonal balance is. The, it directly reflects on our longevity. It, it's bringing bringing ourselves into balance. It's always about balance, and, and you know, 
not too much this way, not too much that way, finding that center ground. And, you know, as, as even, even physically, by the way, because as we start, as people age, well, what happens? They lose their balance. There's a lack of balance. And I, you know, a good example of this, uh, how long can you stand on one foot with your eyes closed? Now, a young person can stand, obviously, longer than an older person, but it seems to correlate with increasing age. So if you practice that, and let's say you can stand, let's say you're 70 years old or 80 years old, and you can stand for a minute with your eyes closed on one foot. Well, you're exceeding the, you're exceeding the balance capabilities of a teenager. Uh, there's just one example. Okay, mm-hmm. An, another very, very important thing, and this relates to mental health, oddly enough, and that is spinal flexibility. How flexible is your spine? Well, you know, the same thing that happens as, as we age, people get stiff. Uh, they start succumbing to uh, years and years of gravity, and they start being bent over, and their their joints start fusing up, and their uh, their back uh, starts becoming rigid. Well, the usefulness is measured by the flexibility of your spine. Uh, a great exercise, and this is something I do all the time. I uh, do the wrestler's bridge uh, or uh, gym, uh, gymnast bridge where basically you put your hands over your head, touch them on behind you on the floor, and then arch your body up until the only thing that's touching the floor are your hands and feet, and you're just arched in a bridge. Now, another way, I, here's a piece of apparatus, uh, Logan, that I, I love using, and I do, by the way, I I do most of my ab work on this, and it's called a Roman chair. And, you know, basically the Roman chair, it just supports your hips, and you have a place to hook your feet. And uh, I like going all the way back where I put my, my hands, I touch my hands to the floor behind me, and then come all the way back up. And, uh that works uh, your core muscles uh, unbelievably. Uh, you know, it, that really develops that core. And as you're developing that core, you're also stimulating that area we talked about just a few minutes ago, that area where the ancients believed we uh, generated life force from, and that was in the Dantian. That's uh, the battery for our chi energy. And as we strengthen our core, we strengthen our life force. The spine, the core, that lower area below the, below the navel, strengthening and working and concentrating on that, we strengthen our longevity right there. Uh, it's, uh, you know, 
Uh, also, you wonder why so many people in this country have backaches? Well, first of all, they sit on their ass too long. They spend too much time sitting, not enough time walking. And their abdominal muscles are weak, and therefore they have backaches. You have a backache, it's, it's simply because the bands around your body, which is supposed to be toned muscle, become unused, and you're always pulling your back. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm, I'm off on a <laughs> tangent here. <laughs> uh, I, I've not got to use a Roman chair personally myself, but the bridging, uh, that, that's long been a favorite of mine, all the different variations of that. And, yeah, those those are some great tests, and I, I like the idea one, you can sort of test your age with it, but by training in that way, that helps you to basically grow younger. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely, absolutely does. Uh, there was, um, you know, I came across a study, uh, oh, I don't know, it's been a number of years ago now. Uh, it was by, um, let's see, a doctor, uh, uh, Dr. Tarnopolsky and his associates, and they did a study on uh, resistance exercise and how it reversed aging in human skeletal muscle. And uh, it was published in the uh, Public Library of Science. The study was done on uh, groups of men 70 years of age, and uh, which was the average age. Uh, they were older than that and younger than that, but in that category. And a group of young men uh, with an average age of 26. And they did uh, muscle biopsies on both groups before they began. They put them both on a program of weightlifting for six months. And then they came back and they they studied them again they took they did more muscle biopsies they found that the older group was able to reverse genetic aging in a mere 6 months by just adding resistance exercise that their cells literally became young again which was uh, one of the most uh, incredible findings uh, of recent times. I, I thought that was just absolutely uh, mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, another study that was done uh, oh, back in 2005, uh, Bob Brown with uh, Iron Man magazine, it came out, I'm not trying to, um, I'll have to think which issue this was, but it was, I mean, sometime in the summer of 2005, but Bob Brown did uh, presented this. Uh, they did a study where they found that 55 percent of uh, of, our, of average men, in other words, men who didn't work out, didn't lift weights, died before they were sick, before reaching 65. 55 percent. Then. Then they studied people who were considered strong men, and they found only a quarter of them fell into that category. There was uh, only 10% of the, 
of untrained men lived past 75 years, and yet 50% of weight-trained men lived past that. Well, what does that tell you? It supports the Tarnopolsky study that you can actually reverse aging by getting on a good workout program with resistance exercise. Now, they didn't find the same thing uh, necessarily with endurance exercises as they did with resistance exercises, which, I, which was very, very interesting. Uh, but, you know, there you have it. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, studying hormones. Just kind of the idea came to me is like these are chemical messengers and they kind of work both ways and it really applies to health. If you act like a younger person, then in many ways your body just kind of follows along with that idea. So, you know, act, younger people tend to be more active doing something like resistance training. So it to me that makes a lot of sense that that can really help as well as the, sort of the stress it places on the body and, you know, kind of forces it to make up for that and thus be healthier and stronger. Yeah. The, the, you know, and, and hey, uh, staying alive is a good thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peter. Well, uh, we could definitely go on, and I'd love to uh, do another call sometime, and we can dive deeper into one of the, like, thousand subjects we talked about today briefly. Uh, but I, I definitely got a lot of value out of this, and I'm sure – those listening did as well. Uh, you mentioned your website before, as well as that free ebook. You uh, say that once again, just for everyone. And this right in the it, show notes as well. It's peterragnar.com or longevitysage.com. You know, sign up, uh, get the free ebook, breathing techniques for age reversal. You get my newsletter. Uh, you know, it's all free. Uh, Enjoy. Excellent. And I wholeheartedly recommend many of Peter's different books. I haven't read them all, but uh, the ones I have read, uh, all great information like we began this call with and talked about a wide range of subjects. Uh, so I'm sure there's something for everyone listening. Well, thank you very much, Peter. Oh, it's my pleasure. Totally my pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. <laughs>